And so I went and stood in his doorway. And the thing is, I like prop myself up up in a doorway. And I have recently learned that maybe this is not like, I don't know. It just feels natural for me to go like this in a doorway. That aside. Um, There's some body language there, you know? Yeah, there is. There really is. Um, it's, I am so relaxed and things are going so well. That's the body language. Yeah, that sounds like you. <laughs> that sounds like a image you can project. <laughs> hey, Zach. Hey, Liz. So, Liz, here on the Worrying Bugs, um, the predominant uh, not milk. Um, or I shouldn't say not milk. It's a dairy-free milk alternative podcast if someone um, makes a brand called dairy free milk alternative we're we're so screwed because yeah like, i don't know what can, comes after that we don't have not milk we don't have milk we don't have <laughs> and so something that has been happening in the dairy alternative world uh for a little bit is that companies are starting to mix and match um to get the thing that they need and so uh, the the standout and uh, from what I could tell, the first mover in this space was the um, uh, Not Milk, the company, Not, and they make Not Milk. Uh, and it's, you know, whatever. They got some pea protein and they got some pineapple in there for sweetness. There's there's a bunch of different elements and it it comes together to a thing that is very convincingly kind of basically dairy milk like. Um, and chemically quite dairy milk, like allegedly. Yeah. They had a AI to figure out how to make the milk. Yeah. Giuseppe AI. That's it. Yeah. Giuseppe. So I thought that was really good. I thought that that mix and match approach was really interesting. Um, and I think it, it resulted in success. And so I was really excited to see a new mix and match approach um from silk silk is now producing next milk uh which is a plant-based dairy alternative so rich and creamy you won't miss dairy and an interesting thing about this is that it is next milk two words um but everywhere that they have like oat milk or coconut milk or something like that uh it is a single word i think so mm. they don't get they don't get um dairy prided sure when the time comes the uh the rapture <laughs> uh but it's got what plants crave it's got calcium it's got vitamin d it's got vitamin a it's got B- b12 phosphorus riboflavin 30% fewer calories than whole milk lactose free and 75% less sugar than whole milk um, but it's so good and so rich and so vitamin full, um, that you won't miss dairy. Uh, do you think I should pour this and then read out what some of the ingredients are? Sure. Yeah. Go for it. Okay. Okay. It is indeed looking rich. It is indeed looking creamy. So here we go. All right. Um, 
So I would say that that is definitely plant-based. Like you can <laughs> taste the plant. Um, sometimes I say that and I mean it in a bad way. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the thing that's worse than like tasting the plant is the texture of the plant. Sometimes. And this doesn't have that. There's no like grittiness um, to it. Uh, but it's definitely pr- the predominant ingredient is oat milk. And you can tell. Um, there's also coconut milk, coconut oil, soy protein isolate, chicory root, cane sugar, sunflower oil. Um, so there's a good mix of things that go into it. If you don't love it, you get your money back. So mm. just keep that in mind. Sitting with it a little longer, after a minute or so, there's still some oat milk sitting on my tongue. Right? The oat sensation is still there um but i imagine cooking with this um i would have no issue with and i imagine in something there's a lot of context where i can handle a little bit of oaty flavor Mm -hmm. um and most of the time i'm not just drinking straight milk Um, right it's not a thing i often need to do and so um i think this does a pretty good job of getting close enough to milk, um, but it is not all the way there yet. And I don't know if it needs to be. Sure. Um, I think it's awesome to have an option like this where they're focused on different things, I would imagine, than what Notco is focused on when they they work on their mix and match milk alternative. All right. Uh, are, do you feel comfortable giving a rating? I think so. Okay. Let's get our rating. Should should the milk or perhaps the people who make the milk uh, get a chair to hear your rating? Oh, is this the kind of rating that you're going to need a chair to hear? Um, now there's so this there could be wonderfully good news. This could be a wonderfully good rating. And I think you'd need a chair for that. Um, sure. Because like, oh, my God. I am blown away by how wonderful this rating is. And there's, this is awful. Um, And you're blown away by how awful the rating is. Um, And so I think there's kind of a a inverse bell curve there of like, you need a chair to, you don't need a chair if it's a very middle of the road review. Um, It's probably not like perfectly evenly weighted. I feel like there's kind of middle to pretty good. You wouldn't need a chair for. And then like, Jesus Christ, this is so good. Um, I'm very interested in the in-between of the binary. Can't, like, what is... Do you, need, do you need 75% of a chair at any point? Well, so you can... This is a fun improv game you can do when you're getting reviews of your non-dairy oat milk <laughs> next time it happens. Is One of you is sitting, one of you is standing, and one of you is leaning. Uh-huh. Um, and no matter what, uh, what review you're getting, one of you needs to be sitting, one of you needs to be standing and one of you needs to be leaning. Um, and it just puts some interesting constraints on, um, the way that you receive the review. Um, and so just try it out next time. Uh, I think you could maybe need a stool. You've got a chair that doesn't have a back. Okay. Um, these are all, these are all things that you could consider. Um, <laughs> I think this is like leaning on a desk to hear my review like leaning against a table that kind of like there is a single point of support somewhere um but also at a moment's notice you could like 
stand up, deck them, or shake their hand. Either way. <laughs> All right. <laughs> That's a fantastic review, Zach. <laughs> um, as far as would I recommend getting it? Because I understand that was a little abstract. <laughs> I think yes, if you don't mind the oat. Hey, Liz, here on The Worrying Bugs, the predominant um, dairy alternative podcast. Along with <laughs> we other We talk things. about a lot of things. Um, we, we also have talked about um, dairy-free cream cheeses. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's, there's a range of dairy-free cream cheeses. I have tried one that was... Um, you would have you needed to be sitting down to hear that review and not in a good way. Um, but you came in with, uh, a, a pretty good review of Tofutis, uh, cream cheese. And I just got some because I'm trying this whole dairy free thing and I haven't like sampled it or whatever. I just put it on my breakfast sandwiches in the morning and it, uh, is like totally great for those purposes. So, uh, seconded. Awesome. I was really, I was, I was like genuinely, afraid not like afraid <laughs> like i was uh-huh. i was a little i was a tiny bit worried that you were going to be like you're so wrong about this cream cheese it's disgusting <laughs> or like you did not or like something along those lines where you and i just have fundamentally different tastes in cream cheese Hmm. yeah no this was i was good i was glad i had your review because otherwise i would not have picked it up yeah yeah I, I feel similarly, except I did pick it up, but only because I, I I picked it up literally only because I wanted to review it for the podcast. I had no, uh-huh. ex- I had very poor expectations, I think, if I remember correctly. It was interesting because um, a lot of these modern dairy alternative brands have such minimalist design or like modern design in any case, right? There's like Kite Hill does some um dairy free stuff and they've got abstract shapes and sans serif font whatever and tofuti looks like if somebody hand drew the i can't believe it's not butter container <laughs> yeah yeah like from memory <laughs> like they don't quite know what it looks like but they have like an idea like they know it's kind of looks like that yeah i see i see what you're saying uh and it it delivers, you know. the 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 thing about branding is that it can only take you so far. Um, but I did not pick that up expecting um, that to blow past other more modernistically branded uh, dairy alternatives I've tried. Yeah, it was the Kite Hill one. The almond diet, the almond cream cheese was just terrible. Mm. So I'm glad you had a good experience. Yeah, me too. It's it was it's one of those things I haven't wanted to try since I tried the first one. And it was so bad. Mm. Um I have been just kind of figuring everybody does cream cheese bad. It's kind of like um cheese shredded cheese vegan. I have not seen done successfully yet. Mm-hmm. It, I believe it's out there somewhere, but it 
there's something about cheese. It's got a very like specific taste and consistency. I mean, there's like cheese, there's like wine level cheese snobs, right? And like, mm-hmm. I can't imagine any of them are looking at vegan cream cheese or uh, just cheese in general and going like, yeah, that could be possibly be a thing at some point. Yeah. Or maybe they just have a low opinion of the average American's um, palate. Because I imagine the so the process of cheese is that milk curdles, right? And then you take the curds and you compress them and then you let them do their thing, age, whatever. Um, Something like that. And I would imagine that the process of curdling anything else would not yield the same kind of results. Mm-hmm. I've been thinking about all of this, um, the the cheeses and the everything, because I have been on uh, on a on a tear this year, this twenty twenty two, to try and be dairy free, uh, unless in the cases where it would be rude. And then I will opt to not be dairy-free and instead not be rude. Um, And that's the official name of the year, 2022, the year of not eating dairy, unless, of course, it would be rude uh, to refuse. And it it hasn't been going well. It hasn't. Could you tell? (laughs) Um, So there are a number of ways that you can measure success in a thing like this, and I'm choosing to measure it in ways that are going to be helpful. Mm-hmm. So it I have not been successful at not eating dairy. Um, so many things have dairy in them, and so many of them are tasty or comfortable or usual. I have been doing better at not eating dairy and at eating less dairy. Um, and I haven't got a dairy product for me to use in my own cooking and my own stuff at home since the start of the year. Um, but you go to the grocery store and they've got those grocery store cookies and they've got milk in them. Those grocery store cookies have milk in them. I have been going to the vegan bakery near my house more often. Um, but all of this is to say, I think this might not be exactly, um, that this is the year of not eating dairy, unless of course it it would be rude to refuse. Um, and it might instead be a year of thinking about the way that my body responds to the food that I eat with a focus on dairy. Um, Mm -hmm. because something that happened is that I didn't eat dairy for a couple weeks and then I ate a whole bunch of grocery store cookies and they had milk in them, and I got up the next morning, and I could feel it in my sinuses that I had just had a bunch of grocery store cookies. Um, And the thing is, if two years ago I had eaten a bunch of grocery store cookies, I also would have been feeling it in my sinuses. I just would not have been going, ah, this is probably the milk in those grocery store cookies, if I had to take a guess. And so the, the noticing it has been the thing I'm I'm really working on. I got a pickling kit for Christmas. And so I can pickle myself up some probiotics. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, when you eat like things like 
Sauerkraut. I am an outlier in my demographic in that I hate pickled things, including pickles. Ah, right. So I'm very happy that you're excited about it. I cannot get excited <laughs> with you. Do you... What is your opinion on vinegar? It's fine in small amounts, for example. Okay. Like salt and vinegar chips. A couple of those, that's good. More than a couple of those, I'm starting to not really want that anymore. Because of the flavor or because they get angry at your mouth? I think a little bit of both. <laughs> okay. Fair. I think this might just be somewhere we do not see eye to eye on at all. Uh, when I was a kid, uh, we would go on trips down to the city every once in a while. Um, and in the outskirts of Madison, there was a strip mall. And in the strip mall, there was a Penzies. Um, and for a while, next to the Penzies in the little strip mall, uh, there was a Vumfas, which is like a French or something uh, vinegar store. And you go in and you can get your oils and your vinegars and they have all the jars. And so you just walk up to an, a vinegar jug and you turn the spigot and you get some bulk vinegar into your vinegar jar. And then they weigh it for you and um, you pay based on which they had like mango vinegar. Um, we used avocado oil from them for a while. Uh, which does a very fun thing. If you pop popcorn and avocado oil, the popcorn comes out quite green. Um, You're blowing my mind. Uh, <laughs> but I had uh, an affinity for going in there and getting a little, um, you know, about this big, uh, like a, a little bit bigger than a deck of cards, right? Um, just about as wide. Uh, with a little lid on the top, filling that up with some vinegar and taking it home and just drinking from my flask of vinegar. <laughs> I think for for this reason and probably a couple others, you're in the wrong country. I think uh, Europeans specifically... Um, Brits would be much more okay with that behavior. Probably, yeah. Probably a lot of different bits, right? Like if that's a balsamic vinegar that I was having, that's probably more like French, mm -hmm. um, Italian kind of thing. Um, I can't believe you were just taking swigs the, of vinegar. The, <laughs> um, the malt vinegar that they put on like fish and chips um is also pretty good and you can get that powdered or like just in a bottle um and so i have from time to time you can just get fries like at a store and bring them home not at a well i mean at a store or uh for takeout you can get fries and bring them home and put salt and vinegar on them yourself if you've got the vinegar mm -hmm. sure can um yeah i i'm just imagining like little zach in the back of like 
a minivan, just like taking swigs uh-huh. of vinegar just to feel something and like <laughs> that's you're probably not wrong um, uh so then it's i think a natural progression to go from that to um getting some water and some vinegar and some sugar and some pickling salts and pickling up an onion or something yeah yeah, that is a natural co- progression. I understand how that happens now. <laughs> um, but an interesting thing that has been happening as part of this being more attentive of my gut and the ways that what I eat affects my gut um, is that I didn't do any research on this um, besides years ago when I went to a museum and they were like, your, your gut and your brain and they talk to each other. Your gut has... There's nerves in your your gut and there's nerves in your brain and they talk to each other. Um, that is correct. There There is nerves in your gut and there's nerves in your brain and they talk to each other and there's like a large number of nerves in your gut, um, but they are not largely sensory nerves. Um, but one thing that that can mean is that if your gut is out of balance, it affects your mood. And also, if your mood is out of balance, it affects your gut. It goes both ways. But that has been a very helpful thing for me. And actually, today, I I made a big whoopsie. At, uh, <laughs> I'm going to say that again. Um, and uh, today at I work, I... I'm sorry. Yeah. Just I made a big yep. whoopsie, and then the the cops and like, <laughs> uh, um, I made uh, a big old mistake, and I was I was not sure how to handle that, and I was wandering around like, okay, this is everything is not good, and I, um, I went to the bathroom, and I was feeling much better, and I was like, oh, huh, what do you know? I am I am the sky and not the clouds or whatever that phrase is. Uh like sometimes I'm just in this in this meat body and it it's got to yell about uh the fact that I ate too many mangoes and like that makes me sad then. Um and that's pretty dumb cuz I am a big fan of eating mangoes, but uh I can imagine having too many um and being in charge of my emotions, apparently, uh, would would be a tall task. Someone's got to be responsible for all these. And I guess I'm the <laughs> one that makes the most sense. But certainly don't feel in control. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's a, it's a thing that I can... I, I think sometimes it is helpful to be aware of the ways that your emotions are a byproduct of environment beyond yourself. And this has been one way in which I can do that and go, okay, well, I'm feeling really bad. I'm feeling really sad, whatever. And I can feel that in my gut right now. Um, And so like, this is a sadness that I will get through because it's not intrinsic to me. It's a, a thing that I am working through. Um, and it will pass. It sounds like a healthy way of thinking. And I imagine there are a lot of things beyond food that will, that, that can be applied to. Yeah, that's all. That's, that's my year of um, 2022, the year of 
not eating dairy unless um, there are some really tasty looking cookies at the grocery store or I think it would be taken as rude for me to refuse the the dairy. Yeah, and I think part of the the cookies, if, I mean, not to speak for you, if I was going to be in your position, I think part of the cookies would be like understanding next time you want to eat the grocery store cookies, understanding that like the next day you're going to wake up like it's not a you're going to wake up with a with feeling that in your sinuses. It's not going to mm-hmm. be like a well maybe or like a or even a um it's going to be a more conscious decision than it was before. Right. The more that the the way that the cause and the effect tie it to each other. Mhm. And it is a thing, you know, it's still January. And now, a PSA from the Worrying Bugs. This would not happen if the crab were on the Taurus. This has been a PSA from the Worrying Bugs. Jared, if you have other surprisingly good dairy-free alternatives to dairy products that you think we should know about, or if you yourself are a tantalizingly scrumptious-looking grocery store cookie, uh, you can reach out to me on Twitter and tell me about it at... Gender, 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 gender. (laughs) We got... For this trip, we uh, were like, we're going to spend 48 hours in the car minimum. Mm-hmm. We should try to like make that experience a little bit more comfortable. So we did some shopping. We got a dash cam. Oh. Um, which Which was the first big thing we did. Like... If we're going to spend 48 hours in a car going down the highway, like the chance of something happening is much higher than it would be normally. Mm-hmm. Um, and we want to be like relatively prepared for that. And if we have a dash cam, we need a way to, well, we needed to mount it. So we needed to like very aggressively clean the things that we were going to attach things to mm. so that the sticky things would stick mm-hmm. and we're like if we're going to aggressively clean parts of the car let's let's try to at least casually clean the rest of the car because like it's not like there's trash everywhere there's just like dirt and hair yeah. and like life gets into the car life gets into the car and so we took it to Well, the plan was, like, and we're scrambling a little bit because we it it snuck up on us a little Mm -hmm. bit. And um, we're like, okay, today's the day. We're going to do all the stuff. We're going to install the dash cam. We're going to buy the thing at Target. We're going to go to a car wash and, um, and use one of the vacuums. And because we went down to the garage, we have a, we have a, a underground garage 
at our apartment, mm-hmm. which is very nice. Um, but the underground garage does not have a power outlet, probably pretty intentionally. So we could not use our vacuum mm. without quite a bit of finagling. Um, uh, alternatives that we thought of were pull up next to our window, <laughs> uh, next to the window of the apartment, open it and plug it in there. And we're like, we're probably going to get some weird looks from the neighbors. Is that worth it or not? Would it even work? Is the cord long enough? And it's like 40 degrees outside. Yeah. And it's like 40 degrees outside. That was going to be an issue no matter what, though. The other option we thought of was like, if we could find an extension cable that was long enough, we could probably go from the hallway to the to the parking garage. Mm-hmm. But it would have to be like a really long, like orange outdoor cable and that we would only ever use once because we do not have a yard. So we decided to spend 75 cents to use the vacuum at the gas station. And that is probably the least, least powerful vacuum I ever, I have ever used. (laughs) It, did not nothing but not something either and uh yeah i uh, would not recommend that um but you know we did our best um to get the car cleaned out and we also bought a fm transmitter that connects to bluetooth Mm -hmm. because we had a very specific set of Quinn's car does not have an auxiliary port, nor Bluetooth mm-hmm. or anything like that. So we, um, the, the only ways to get audio into the car speakers uh, mm-hmm. was through the radio, uh, through a CD, and through a cassette player. And Quinn has had bad experience with the with the cassette players, so we're like, we're going to try to avoid that. We went with an F- FM transmitter that had that plugged into the cigarette lighter and mm-hmm. had a USB port and a USB-C port that could be used simultaneously. We plugged the dash cam into the USB port and uh, whatever phone we were using for navigation into the USB-C port and Bluetoothed mm. to the FM transmitter to get audio into the car. And it actually worked really, really well. I was surprised. I was like, I was... Um, you know, it wasn't very expensive. Uh, or, I mean, it was the it was expensive. I don't remember honestly. Was it like it was in the forty dollar range? I think. Okay. And like that's less than a dollar per hour. Yeah, and we it was not like a total piece of crap. So I think we did pretty well. One thing though that we learned about Quinn's car is that if you turn the car off, the thing plugged into the cigarette lighter does not get Mm. any indication that the car is turned off. Yep. So, um, we are now in the process of training ourselves to when we turn off the, when we turn off the car, we unplug the FM transmitter 
<laughs> and um i think we only left it overnight once and the car still started up so that so it was still fine but um yeah it was it was a little bit annoying but it was fine another complication of that trip was that we were following uh, on our way out to wyoming we were following my grandparents in their pickup truck Mm -hmm. and they were towing a jet ski on a trailer to wyoming to wyoming in winter because one of their neighbors wanted it (laughs) all right whatever you know, um, so we're following them. We're looking at the back of this jet ski the whole time. And um, at some point, we're traveling through South Dakota, and we're in the middle of nowhere. Like, I'll get for some context. On our way back through that area, we were trying to find, like, any place, any fast food. Like, Mm -hmm. let's get some food that doesn't come from a gas station. It doesn't have to be good. It just has to be hot, you know? Right. And from one, from Rapid City, uh, South Dakota to Sioux Falls is roughly five hours. And there is a single McDonald's in between. (laughs) On our route. Oh, God. So, like, that's the region we're in when this when the following happens. Uh, the... <laughs> um, the trailer... Uh, one of the wheels on the trailer just... Uh, it rips itself apart. I don't know how it happened... Uh, physics are weird when you're at when you're going yeah. 80 miles an hour. Uh-huh. The tire was there, and then genuinely five seconds later, it was gone completely. And and my grandparents were not slowing down. It, it happened, and like there was no brake lights or anything. We were like, they didn't notice. Oh. So I quick called them and they're like, oh, hey, what's going on? And I'm like, you should pull over. And <laughs> before even before I even told them why, I saw a brake lights go on and I was like, okay, this is this is good. We're going to be okay. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm like, your, your, your trailer's tire just popped. It, it's not there anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so we, um, they... They pulled over. We pulled over in front of them. Um, and they got the spare tire. They got the jack. And they replaced it. It took a long time because of some factors that aren't really important. But um, then we drove to the nearest city that we thought may have a tire shop. Ideally, a tire mm-hmm. shop that was still open that late at night, which they didn't. 
Um, so, but we did end up getting it, getting a new f- spare tire for it in the morning. So that was good. But like, we just happened. To, I think we literally just happened to be like only an hour away from this this tire shop when like <laughs> there's a very large radius of just nothing in South Dakota. Yeah. yeah. It also meant that the trailer also meant that we couldn't take any of the faster, um, but slightly more treacherous uh, mountain passes mm. because they don't allow trailers of any kind, mm-hmm. which makes sense, but yeah. added some time to our trip. On the way back, did you? Yes, we did. And it was fine. Quinn did a very good job of navigating it. I was kind of clutching my seat the whole time, but it was fine. (laughs) I think we did a very good job. I'm going to pat myself on the back a little bit here. Yeah. I think we did a very good job of knowing our limits when it comes to driving while tired Mm -hmm. um to be completely clear i didn't do any driving um (laughs) so quinn did a very good job of (laughs) of managing their time and their uh, ability to stay focused on the road um yeah I, i i was impressed yeah um, also, I learned that I can read in the car. That was a fun little discovery. Could you not before? No, I've just never tried. Okay. <laughs> I was an only kid, and so that was... There would be a lot of times where I, I was playing uh, playing my Mario. Or I knew I could do Mario reading. in the car, but uh-huh. I've never tried reading. And everyone in my life was like, reading in the car is the worst. It makes me like so car sick. And I was like, that doesn't sound fun and I don't want to read anyway. Yeah. What'd you read? I read the third installment of the Murderbot Diaries series, mm. which is still very good. I would recommend it. Um and I started reading These Violent Delights, uh, which is, as far as I can tell so far, a retelling of Romeo and Juliet uh, in 1920s Shanghai. Fascinating. Yeah. So far, so good on that. We listened to a lot of Quinn's favorite podcast, maybe only podcast they listen to. Not really sure, uh, which is Hey Riddle Riddle. It is hilarious, and the Patreon is so much better than the feed. The, but it is uh, allegedly a riddle podcast, but um, they have basically solved every riddle at this point. <laughs> so it's most so it's mostly an improv podcast. That's really cool. I think. Um, Travis McElroy appeared once and that's how they got most of their listeners, but don't quote me on that. 
I couldn't really say. Um, uh-huh. There's one person who does, who's a plays a character on, uh, what's what what is it called? Um, the Magic Tavern one. What's Tales from the Magic Tavern? Yeah, that's it. It is entirely possible that Hey Riddle 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 was the opener for Mabim Bam when I saw them in Milwaukee. Because <laughs> I vaguely remember there being a Hey Riddle Riddle, Riddle Me Piss. Oh. <laughs> segment. That's fun. And an extended tirade about eggs. Um, I'm really sad that that one didn't get released. All right. All right. I have not yet had dinner, so I should go. Yeah, absolutely. Worry about that. Take care, Liz. I hope you have a good couple weeks, and I will talk to you soon. Thanks, Zach. You too. It's good talking to you. Good talking to you too, Liz. Bye. Bye.